everybody. Welcome back to the Green Light. Green Light. It's us, your favorite podcast hosts, Jackson, here. And Lauren. Also here. Yes. And what do we do? <laughs> what a what a start to this show. Wow. What do we do here, Lauren, on the green light? We read unproduced plays and screenplays and interview the awesome writers who wrote them. Yes, we yes we do. Yes we do. And in this Christmas season, we, we also have a lot of comedies. We do have a lot of comedies actually, yes. and this one continues our trend of comedies. Uh, or or well, did this start this our, trend of, our comedies? trend of comedies? But our next two scripts, we've already picked them out and reached out to writers and stuff. Our this one and our next two our are going to be. Comedies. Um, we actually are going to do something different for the episode releasing on Christmas Day, but that third comedy will be releasing on New Year's Day. Yes, correct. So some nice light fare around your holiday season. Not necessarily holiday themed, but just nice yeah. and funny. However, what we're going to get to in a second, our detours are going to be holiday themed. Or Most one of them. them. So, some of them. Technically two of them. In fact, you, this episode may have started off with some holiday themed music. We'll see if future me decides to do that. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, but yeah, so that is us. Uh, let's do a few housekeeping things. Housekeeping. Um, yes. Let's uh, see. We have social medias, so follow yeah, us on those, please. Yeah, first thing first, follow us at TGL underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, at GreenlightPod on Facebook. You can like us there. Yes. Um, we have another podcast, Who Is That? The Mass Singer podcast. We're having a great mm-hmm. time with that. We, we are. will be keeping up with it when The Mass Singer premieres on December 27th. Um, the Mass Dancer. Oh, sorry, The Masked Dancer. Said the mass I said singer. The Masked Singer. <laughs> yeah, The Masked yeah. Dancer. Yeah, so The Mask Singer is winding down, actually. We only have a couple more episodes left. Yeah, well, we only have one more real episode left because we have a holiday sing-along episode and then the yeah. finals, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but this holiday sing-along episode, we're actually taking questions. We're doing a, a fan mailbag of sorts. Yeah. Reaching into our... our our What is Santa's... Just his bag? His bag? Santa's bag of toys. I don't know. Santa's toy bag, but it's... Who is that? We're, we'll wear masks and do it. I don't know. It'll yeah. be fun. But yes, so if you have any questions about The Masked Singer, or if you have any questions about us and you want to check out that other podcast, yeah. do it. Ask a question and we, we'll we'll probably answer it for you. We've actually gotten a lot more questions than I thought we would. Yeah, well, and so actually this make is a nice transition. So oh, is it? if we have overflow questions, we are planning on doing our very first... Who is that uh, Patreon overflow ramble episode? Oh, true. And that'll be on the $1 the level with the rest of those questions. We'll try to get one from every single person who submitted yeah. on the actual show, but some people submitted more than one, so yep. those might end up on the overflow. Yep, true. Um, but yeah, if you have not subscribed to our Patreon, which if you're listening to this, you probably haven't, uh, <laughs> check that out. It is patreon.com slash thegreenlight. There's a lot of content at the $1 level, uh, and if you are already a patron, you will get any of that Who Is That content as well. Yes, that's correct. And we're also, uh, uh, this month, we're actually doing our next road trip episode. Yes, we are. Uh, you might remember from a while back, Jeshurun Young was one of our playwrights. Um, he submitted, what was the play that we did of his? His, um, um, it was the My Life is a Sitcom. That's right. He did My Life is a Sitcom, um, but he has this, like, epic poem called the tales of grindleshire that we will be reading for our road trip episode and we are very excited about it yep so it'll be something a little different not exactly a traditional script a little more like an audiobook in a way yeah this is lauren and i's uh uh auditions for audible 
Audible, if you're there listening, you any rep from Please. Audible. Please, first off, partner with us on the green light. We can, we'll give you an ad or two. And then also we'll give you hire as many us. many ads as you want. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> for money in, re- <laughs> in, in exchange, not just for yes. free. However, kind of, a, kind of a free ad. You get one free Audible. No more after that. But anyways, yes. So <laughs> that's what our road trip is going to be. And we're also going to have, at the $5 level, we are going to have... A green lit episode. Yes. Christmas themed. We are going to be doing The Year Without a Sale. Santa Claus because yes. Jackson's never seen it that and I'm so excited I, I love not. that movie I have not seen TV it special I and think. Lauren has scolded me many a time for it not seeing it it is aside from Jingle All the Way my favorite Christmas movie yes well Jingle All, All the Way occupies the live action true this portion is the of your stop Christmas motion movie. animation Christmas movie there you go sounds good very specific but for Christmas that's kind of a wide category yeah. so without further ado let's Woo. talk a little Christmas and a little not Christmas in our detours of the week so should we start with Christmas or not Christmas I'd say not Christmas and end with Christmas all right in that case well, so can I explain what detours are oh yeah sorry. yeah <laughs> no worries so this is a segment where we talked about something we've consumed in the past week movie TV show sometimes book play or 10-year-old video game, but we're sticking with a TV show that Lauren is going to talk about, and then a a uh, two movies, a series of movies that Lauren and I are both going to tackle. So, a double Lauren's, feature. Lauren, a double feature. That's good. My mind is just off. It's like, it's just off. He took a nap earlier. Yeah, but that was a while ago. I feel like it's just me. Know. Anyway, Whatever. well, I'll give you some time to recover and talk Thanks. a little bit about Thanks. Westworld. Yeah. So, I have done this as a detour before when I'd only seen season one. I have now seen all three of the seasons that are currently released. That is not the end of the series. It has officially been renewed for a fourth season that will be coming out in 2021 if they're able to shoot it all by then. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but yeah, so I've now seen all three seasons. So, Westworld, uh, if you don't know, is basically about this futuristic park that is styled like the Wild Wild West, not the Will Smith movie. Wild and Wild West. 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 And um, it is filled with all of these Wild West kind of characters that are these robots called hosts. They are very, very human-like. They do have feelings and reactions, but the difference is every time someone leaves the park, um, their memories are wiped. So all of these, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to go there. So all these very wealthy people will come to the park and basically live out there a lot of them will live out kind of their more violent urges because it's legal Mm. there because they're doing it to robots so Mm. you know some people will like sexually abuse the host some people will literally murder them stuff like that um not everyone who goes there of course but yeah a lot of them so um in season one it's basically about them becoming sentient realizing the situation they're in and starting the rebellion season two is basically about them kind of trying to break free of the park, trying to get out into the real world, um, sort of seeing that rebellion play out. And then season three is about our main character, Dolores Abernathy, um, played by Evan Evan Rachel Wood, trying to basically take out her revenge on the human race, overthrow the human race in Mm. a way, Mm. Um, Mm. in, in the real world, no longer in Westworld. So... Season one is amazing. Season one of this show is incredible. Um, I have to admit season two was not quite as good, Hmm. but I do still think it's worth it to watch season two because season three is pretty good as well. Um, Seasons one and three are very, very different because obviously season one, while it is in a futuristic world, you're in this Wild West park. So it feels very old timey most of the time. It's it's a very good juxtaposition from this old timiness to 
you know, they're all robots that are very, very human-like. Juxtaposition. Um, and you kind you of go between the, the technical side of the park and then the actual park itself. Um, yeah. And season three is all out in the real world, um, for the most part. There are a couple of little... There are a couple little deviations into some of the other parks besides Westworld that are kind of owned by the same company, Delos. But season three is mostly in the real world. And um, HBO does this great thing. It is by HBO, by the way. Um, HBO does this great thing in a lot of their shows where at the end of the episode, you'll get to see an inside peek into how they made that episode. And that's really fun to watch with Westworld because, again, it is so futuristic. So they actually shot a lot of season three in Singapore because... A lot of the architecture is so futuristic to begin with there. Um, but they did have to do a little bit of CGI, you know, and design some futuristic cars and vehicles, stuff like that, to drive around. So they did have to sort of make some adjustments to the real world that is Singapore. A lot of it is also set in futuristic L.A. Ooh. So a lot of the actual street Hey-o. scenes are in L.A., Hey-o. But, you know, like, for example, there's one part where it's on a street in L.A. and a car is basically bombed and flips over on fire. And since they weren't able to do that in the middle of the actual L.A. street, they basically just shot a car driving down uh, the street in L.A., that futuristic mm-hmm. car. And then they went to a parking lot and blew up a Jeep. And then they just um, kind of painted that all in to Oh, wow. That's scene. really interesting. Yeah. So that, you know, a lot of the effects, even though, again, there is CGI, it is futuristic, a lot of the effects are actually practical. Sure. So, yeah, it's it's a very, very cool show. Um, I think that I did talk about this the last time I did this as a detour, but um, it really does kind of make you think about what AI rights could look like in the future. Hmm. You know, if For because sure. even though they are robots, if they do get to a point where they actually are sentient and have feelings and memories and all kinds of stuff like that, uh-huh. you know, it does it get to a point where it does matter how you treat them, you know, for sure. where that would be something that could bite you in the butt if they decide to rebel. Stuff like that. Um, sure. But yeah, it's very the cool. And it also just talks rebellion. about, a lot of season three talks about, like, it's sort of a almost a worst case scenario of what our age of algorithms and data collection could lead to. Because there is a very large machine called Rehoboam. Um, who I believe is named after like a biblical king, but oh, um, okay. or like an Israelite king. Okay. But it are there has, any spoilers here? I mean, not really. It's okay. it's pretty much right at the beginning of season three, okay. and it, it's not a factor at all in seasons one and two. Okay, cool. Um, then proceed. Yeah, Godspeed. But um, yeah, Rehoboam has basically collected all the data on everyone in the whole world, and it spends Sheesh. it's all of its energy running algorithms to predict how every single person's life will go and every single person has to fit that place in the puzzle even if they don't know that all this has been decided for them so season three kind of centers around a character who has been sort of used and abused by that system he's not able to get the jobs he wants because they'll look at the data from a hobo and be like oh well you're not projected to be good at this or like you're not projected to um be able to be with this company you know some people it'll even say like this person's projected to commit suicide in 10 years so then Sheesh, no wow. one wants to take a chance on them that's intense. which causes them to then commit suicide sure so it's it's kind of a, a <laughs> sure. really vicious cycle um but yeah it's it's very cool it's very imaginative and it's definitely a great watch um evan rachel wood is awesome she she has a really great character arc and yeah, I recommend it. Um, there is All definitely right. a lot of violence, uh, especially in the first season. There's a lot of nudity just because they 
you know, if since the robots are considered to be like not humans, sure. they are just, you know, shown. It's like a naked Barbie almost sure. a lot. Sure, sure, um, sure. But yeah, yeah, very good. Check it out. Okay, sounds good. And that is on Ooh, HBO Max, correct? That is correct? on HBO Max. Okay, sounds good. Well, that is our serious fair for the week. Now let's get into our Christmas fair. Yay. Christmas time is here. Alrighty, so in 2018, you might have come across a little movie uh, on Netflix. Uh, one of their bigger Christmas, original Christmas movies, yeah. I would say, just considering like the cast and everything, starring Kurt Russell, called The Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. And if you've been keeping up with The Christmas Chronicles, you may have noted that they just released The Christmas Chronicles 2 on Netflix. So we're about to talk about both yeah. of those movies I had here. never seen Christmas Chronicles. Jackson had watched it before, but we yes. just double featured them last Friday. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So let's do a few specs first. So, Chris, The Christmas Chronicles twenty eight is a 2018 film directed by Clay Cadis, written by Matt Lieberman and David Guggenheim, starring, of course, Kurt Russell, Darby Camp, Judah Lewis, and Kimberly Williams Paisley, wife of Brad Paisley, which I did not know. Um, and Oliver Hudson is in there. Um, and then I'll go ahead and say the specs for the second one. Sure. Second one is directed by Chris Columbus, who, if you don't know, not that Chris Columbus, but the Christopher... Chris Columbus, who directed the first two Harry Potter movies. Yay! Um, yes, and then uh, written by Matt Lieberman, Chris Columbus, and I believe also Guggenheim. Yes, uh, Guggenheim as well. And then uh, stars Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Darby Camp, uh, Julian Dennison, uh, Jazir Bruno, and those are the main ones. Tyrese Gibson is also in this one with a small-ish part. And of course, Judah Lewis and Kimberly Williams-Paisley return. Um, yes. So, let's talk about the first one first. Yeah. So, sort of a quick synopsis. The story of sister and brother, Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. So, yeah, basically, they try to catch Santa on camera. It turns out they kind of mess up Santa's plans. He, uh, they basically have to help him find his reindeer again. And then find, um, his bag. find his bag and then restart his sleigh so that he can give presents to all the rest of the children that he needs to give presents to. Yes. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And then also the, the main girl, Kate, is like a considered a true believer yes. of Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Comes from a long line of true believers, the Pierces. Correct. Correct. Um, and her brother is a little older. They recently lost their dad. He's just kind of lost faith in the whole thing. Yep. Um, so he is not so much a true believer and yeah. he, I guess, um, is, is framed to be kind of like, quote unquote, going down the wrong path. He's been yes. kind of stealing some cars. He is, he is like that. shown stealing a car. Yeah. She literally like records video of him stealing a car. Literally. Like that is a, like right at the beginning. That is a high offense. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just love how they no, start yeah. off so strong with that. No, yeah, I mean it's not just that. like it's not just like oh, I steal a pack of gum from the yeah, gas station no. <laughs> once in a while. It's like I'm gonna steal a whole car. Literally an entire uh, uh, someone's vehicle. This man well, steals. Well, it also seems like they've definitely done this before, and I'm like, <laughs> how has he not gotten caught? What he, are they doing yeah, with these cars? He, he definitely seems to know how to hotwire a car, which I thought was gonna come back later in the movie. It doesn't. I mean. Yeah, it didn't really. Him stealing cars comes back. Yeah, I yeah. Because he he like steals from a key from the valet and steals a car that was already stolen. Yeah. So. But Santa helps him with that. Santa does help him with that. Well, and then Santa's also like, "You drive," and blah blah yeah. blah. You know. Well, yes. So we call these 
in our house, colloquially known as the Sexy Santa movies. Yeah. Because Kurt Russell is a very... There is a scene in the first movie in particular where uh, he yes. goes to jail eventually. We won't tell you how. We won't spoil it. But he goes to jail. And there is a a whole song and dance number in the jail. And he, he sings... He basically is able to make... Any toy, he he's able to produce like any toy, just out yes. of whatever. So he produces like a guitar, a bass, a drum set, a bunch of microphones. These bunch uh, of costumes, very like Mean Girls, Jingle Bell Rock looking costumes for the women in the adjacent cell. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know if he zapped them into those costumes or if he was like, go ahead and change yeah. right here in, in, the in front of me in this jail cell. But yes, so sexy Santa, uh, Kurt Russell is good. He's he's pretty he's pretty solid as Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, I personally thought this, the first one, though they, of course, go on big adventures, though they, of course, rescue Santa's reindeer and his bag and his sleigh, I felt that this one was more, I don't know if intimate is the right word, just a more, like, I don't know what, I don't know well, the word. It's, it's more of like a family movie, yeah. I guess. It's about I would the relationship say that's right. within the family as yep. opposed to being like, let's save the North Pole, which is more of what the second one is about. Yeah, exactly. And 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 so we'll get into that one. Overall, I think I liked the first one better. I think so too. Uh, once again, just because it was, fun, yeah, just because it, it was more of that, you know, sort of family oriented Christmas film, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I liked that a lot. Uh, Goldie Hawn makes an appearance at the end as Mrs. Claus. But she we has don't... a much bigger role in the second she movie. She does, yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, but yeah, overall, I like the first one better, I think. Though the second one was still good. They're, they're both enjoyable yeah. watches. Uh, the second one follows uh, Kate Pierce again. She is now a cynical teen. She's grown up presumably she has a, a year or two. at the two. beginning, so you know she's a teenager now. Yeah, exactly. And is unexpectedly reunited with Santa Claus when a mysterious troublemaker threatens to cancel Christmas forever. So essentially, they the the what what is what is their family's name? The the Pierce uh, the, right? Pier, the yeah the yeah. Pierce yeah duh, I'm sorry the Pierce the family is now spending the holidays in is it Hawaii or the Bahamas? I think it's Cancun. Cancun, right? Sure. They're they are now spending the holidays in Cancun. Their mom, uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley, is now dating Tyrese whose name is Bob in the movie. Yeah. Bob is great. Tyrese is great in this movie. And so uh, Tyrese also has a son uh, named Jack. And so Jack's a bit annoying to Kate. You know, she... He was the little kid who was in the new Witches movie. Yes, he was. That. And he's good. He's good in this one. Yeah. Uh, and so basically, Kate wants to sort of run away. She wants to go back home, yada, yada. So she tries to take a shuttle to the airport, but the shuttle has been overtaken by one of... Former, a former Santa elf who is now disgraced, kind of like the Lucifer story, if you will. Yeah, actually. <laughs> In a way, a fall from grace like Lucifer. What was his name? Bal- Belschnickel. Belschnickel, that's it. Yes, which I think is based on actual, like, lore. I believe, I want to say it's German. Because remember that Dwight? German. Dwight in the office, that one episode of The Office? He, he says dressed, about well, he dressed up as Belschnickel. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. That's so, crazy. So, yeah, just interesting there. Um, played by Julian Dennison, who, if you don't know, he was uh, the kid in Deadpool 2. He also, what was that other movie? Uh, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is what you, one of those two movies you might know him from. His He's, face also looks incredibly like Rebel Wilson to me. <laughs> I could not get that out of my which head. Which is interesting. I don't know if I totally agree with Lauren, but I guess I kind of see it. 
Um, but yeah, so he, he starts off backstory. He was an elf. He got disgraced and turned into a human. Cause I guess humans, if you break like the elf code or whatever, if yeah. you do enough bad things, you turn into a human. Yeah. So basically he just wants to cancel Christmas forever. That one. Well, he wants to like be the new Santa. Cause in, I guess in, his big yeah. thing was like, he wants credit for all the inventions that he made. He wants to be the one with the glory. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Santa. Exactly. Exactly. So the, most of this movie takes place in the North pole in Santa's Christmas village or Mrs. Claus Christmas village as it comes to be True. known. Um, so yeah, they, they honestly feel very different. I guess kind of in a way that Santa Claus one and Santa Claus two feels different. That's true. Um, kind of similar in, in that regard, but, uh, yeah, still fun. This one, I, I would say has a bit more fantastical elements to it. So yeah. if you like that, you might like this one more than the a lot first. A more elves, a lot more of the lore. Yeah, exactly. The elves, it. one thing I will say, I think... I like the amount the elves were used in the first film. They were more yeah. of an accent piece. I feel like they were relied on much more heavily in this one. Yeah. Well, maybe I feel to like the detriment. I said this during the movie, but I kind of think they're comparable to the minions in Despicable Me. Ah, uh, yes. Because I is really a, enjoyed the minions in Despicable apt, Me one and two. I've not seen the third metaphor. one. But I think it was too much. Too much minions when they had their own movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's similar. Yeah, so maybe a little too much elf in the second one, but if you love the elves, you get a lot of them. Yeah, in, we also in let's just too. talk about this real quick. Okay. Um, so there's a part where Belschnickel basically puts uh, elf bane in these cannons, shoots them everywhere, and makes yeah. the elf elves go crazy. Yep. Like they're they're just like kind of feral, you know, they're... Partying. They're partying, exactly. It seems like they're actually having a pretty good time. Okay. And then, at the end, they put the antidote to it, which is red, uh, the Elspin was blue, into the cannons, make them all go back to normal, and they're immediately like, let's clean up before Santa gets back. We yeah. gotta serve Santa again. And sure. I was like... Back to being submissive. Kind of makes me think that maybe the Elspin was actually the antidote to whatever they were doing before. I don't ah, know. Interesting. Interesting. You think there's they're a living conspiracy. They're living their best lives. Conspiracy. Yeah indentured servitude if you will with santa but worse because they're being brainwashed they are basically the westworld hosts in this universe i guess kind of i guess kind of that is an interesting thought i don't know if that was the intention i don't think it was chronicles 2 however i like where your head's at lauren i do appreciate it (laughs) workers rights yes yeah exactly Uh, that that's what this movie is really about uh, so yeah, Christmas Chronicles 1, Christmas Chronicles 2, both on Netflix, both can be watched right now. Sit down by the fire, by the TV, with your family, with a cup of hot cocoa, and enjoy the this Christmas fair. Yeah. So, I think that's it for our detours. I think that's Unless it. you have anything else. No, okay. I am good. So, when we come back, we will be reading Want a Lemonade by our writer of the week, Divyanj Kulshrisht, or... DK. Yes. For did sure. we mention that before, or was that the we first time? We did not. This is the first time. All right, we're bad hosts, but you'll see us in a bit. Do the script, do the interview. It'll be great. Bye bye. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Green Light. Green Light. Green Light. Hey, uh, in case you heard that third voice, hopefully you did. That was Will Leach back with us. Will, how are you doing? You know what? How's anyone doing? (laughs) You know what? That is a good point. Truthfully, I'm pretty good, though. I won't complain. That's good. That's good. Will and I both sort of finished our work days at around the same time today. Thank God. So now we are here post-work. 
bringing you a little bit of art. Yeah, and I'm trying to record a bunch of stuff before I start my new job True. at Joanne Fabrics. Lauren's dream job. Brr, brr, brr. <laughs> it really is, though. Like, if we're yeah, being I honest. Mean, between that and the American Girl Store, those are both kind of my dream jobs. Yeah. So this whole acting first. thing. You know, living the dream. Actor Joanne third. second. Actor third. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, what are we reading today, Lauren? So today we are reading a, uh, it's kind of a sketch. It's a pretty short comedy script mm-hmm. uh, called yep. Want to Lemonade by Divian. Or he told us we could call him DK as well. Yes. Um, and he is 15. We already did the interview. It's like yeah. kind of crazy how young he is. I think he's our youngest person. I believe he is our youngest person. Yeah. Because yeah, I know so. Jesse Run was kind of young too, but yeah, I think true. he had just finished high school. Yeah. So we're, yeah. you're going to hear that after you hear this. Yeah. But you're going to hear this first. So <laughs> I will be reading stage directions. Well, Jackson. Lines. I, Jackson, will be reading action lines. Thank you, Lauren. And. The part of fat old man. Yes. Uh, I am Lauren, as like you hopefully know by now. I will be reading for Tina. Hi, I'm Will, um, and today I'll be reading for Paul. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Paul. All right, all right, enough. Without further ado, let's jump in. Exterior Park, day. Paul, 30s, runs at a brisk pace, his forehead and shirt drenched in perspiration. He slows to a stop at the edge of the park and checks his super fancy exotic wristwatch. Not bad. Huh. Satisfied, Paul strolls into the park, catching his breath when... Mister, you want a lemonade? The voice takes him by shock. He turns to his side to see a small lemonade stand. A small handwritten banner says, Tina Lemonade Stand. Sure thing, Tina. A young blonde girl, Tina, looks at him with a smile. Paul walks over to the stand. What's your name, sir? Paul. Tina writes in a register. Uh, how much for one glass? Tina looks up and scrutinizes Paul. My mommy says two dollars, but I like you, so I'll charge one (laughs) dollar. You sure know how to bargain. He hands out one dollar bill. Tina takes it and puts it in a box. She pushes her chair back and disappears under the table. Re-emerging, she hands him a glass. Here you go. Paul accepts the glass and brings it near his mouth, only to find out that it is empty. Um... Tina, looks like you forgot something. Tina shakes her head. Costs extra. Paul laughs amusedly. Tina joins in later. She bangs her (laughs) hand on the table laughing. Paul stops and looks around. You serious? Please, sir. I am just trying to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Paul looks at her. Tina smiles. Okay, here you go. He takes out another dollar bill. Two dollars. Okay. He drops another dollar, which she collects. She takes out another glass, which Paul takes. This time, there is a lemon in it. Paul looks at the grisly yellow, shining lemon. Okay, stop joking now, Tina. I paid for the lemonade. Please give me my lemonade. Oh, you wanted lemonade. That's going to be $25. Paul's jaw drops in awe and his brow furrows. Come again? 25 What for? Well, eight for equipment, ten for the labor. For labor? It's backbreaking. Plus the sun. What the? And seven for tax. That's not how tax works. Tina just smiles innocently. This isn't funny. Where are your parents, little girl? Thirty dollars. I'm serious. Me too. Let me get my money back then. Read the sign, Mr. Ball. No refunds. She points to a placard that reads, No refunds. Well, let me tell you, Missy, swindling people who are way more older than you is not a good habit. Now I want my money back. 
Tina's smile disappears quickly. An angry face takes over. And I want to kiss Sean Mendes while we ride on a unicorn in Arendelle. Guess life's a little unfair. Okay, I am done. Paul reaches out for the box. Tina snatches it away. Told you, Mr. Tall. No refunds. Okay, kid. First of all, it's Paul. He slams his palm on the table and leans in close. And secondly, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm going to find your parents and they aren't going to let you off. Uh, my, my, my parents! Her eyes start swelling with tears, but suddenly a wicked smile cuts across her face. Take care of this first. What? Out of the blue, <coughs> Tina lets out a blood-curdling <coughs> scream. Paul winces and cowers <coughs> as the shriek pierces his ears. The hell are you up to? <coughs> Paul winces again. A few eyes turn towards them. Okay, okay, stop it, Tina. Keep it down. Tina stops and looks at him with a wild smile. Okay, then. $35. I am sorry, okay? But I haven't got the money. I guess you'll need someone you have to post bail. She sucks in a lot of air and is about to shout. No, 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 no. Okay, take this. Paul empties his wallet and keeps the money in front of her table. Fine. I want that watch, too. Paul looks with confusion. It's worth hundreds. Are you- Tina inhales. Okay, okay. Take this, too. Whatever you want. Just don't put me in jail. Are you fine, little girl? Paul turns around to see that a fat old man has come to check on them. Yes, this man was just leaving. I was. Paul picks up his wallet, turns around, and silently walks away. He looks at his wrist for time, but there is no watch. He turns around. Would you like a glass of lemonade? The end. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the green light. Green light. All right. We are here with our writer of the week of Want a Lemonade, Divyansh Kulshrisht. Yeah, hello, hello, guys. How are you doing, man? Oh, awesome, awesome. Sunday, how can I be any better? Yeah, true. So it's Sunday for you, it's Saturday for us. Why don't you tell everybody where you are right now? Oh, so I am in India, uh, this uh, city called Gurugram, which is near the capital. And uh, it's winter, so I'm wearing a sweater and all. It's fine. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's a, it's getting close to winter here as well, but we are in yeah. Southern California, so it's pretty hot. Yeah, it's like we winter, yeah. you know, for us, like it was what, like <laughs> 75, 80 degrees today at some points. So, you know, we wish we could be wearing sweaters, but you know, at night and in the mornings, we got it. So, uh, so it's, it's all good yeah. there. Um, so how about we jump right into it, man? Uh, give us your yeah. writer origin story. How did you start writing? Uh, so uh, I'm actually 15 years old. So uh, when, I mean, you know, when this pandemic started, so, I mean, schools are closed out. So I started thinking of what I can do uh, so as to find a co-curricular activity, you know, apart from school. I'm kind of good at studies, but I mean, I think everybody needs that one activity apart from studies. And I didn't really have anything. So I was trying to find uh, what I can do in this uh, lockdown. I tried the piano. Um, so I'm like moderately good at it and uh, tried chess. Uh, Chess is hard, but I still like chess. So, And then uh, one day I saw this video on YouTube which said uh, how to write a screenplay. Uh, it was, it was I think, uh, 10 a.m. at uh, 10 p.m. at that time. So I saved it to watch later. Uh, opened it the next day and like, oh, wow. I think I should try this. It was easy. So I just 
I thought it was easy, but uh, I mean, you know, it's it's really difficult. But I thought, yeah, this is fun. I should try doing this more. And then I think that that was like four, five, six months ago. And now I'm, you know, just having fun with whatever I write. Uh, comedy is mostly what I like to like to write. But uh, yeah, it's fun. Found I Reddit has been a good help for me. You know uh, that uh, I found a co-writer on Reddit. I think we both we guys also met on Reddit from Reddit only. Yeah, so uh, Reddit, I found my co-writer there. Uh, he's been helping me a lot in writing. Uh, what is his name? Jason Rogers. Yeah. So he's a very good guy. He helped me in writing. Uh, he gave he taught me some of my first writing lessons, like show don't tell and all that. So he's been helping me. And apart from that, yeah, it's just fun. Writing is fun. That's awesome. awesome. So a couple of things I want to point out. Did you say you were fifteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is really impressive. And especially yeah. also because you said you just started writing too. Truly, like, I, this, I, I just, I just like really like the writing on this. And I'm yeah. surprised that it, you, it came you. from someone so young and so, you know, relatively inexperienced. Yeah, you, see, you see the chart there? You see the chart oh, there? Yeah. That's yeah. a periodic table which has oh. to learn. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even notice <laughs> that, man. It's a periodic I have to learn. I think, uh, yeah, I have an exam the day after tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> Do you really? So. Well, hey, good luck on your exams. We all uh, send thanks, you thanks. good luck from the green light. Um, yeah, but thanks. congratulations, yeah, man. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So the script that you thanks. sent us, you kind of said it was in the in the comedy and then sketch genre. Yeah. So in a perfect world, if this could be presented anywhere, no pandemic, uh, where would you like this to be presented? Do you imagine it as like a viral YouTube video? Would do you want it to be oh, on like something that. like a sketch comedy show? Uh, I think uh, it would. It does look something like SNL would produce, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, those are those are too big to dream. Uh, that's a, a little big of dreams for me. So I mean, anything if it just comes to life, that's fun for me, right? Something I've written, it's coming to life. That's I mean, anyhow it comes, like even if it's a YouTube viral video. Uh, I mean, I'm just happy to see someone uh, bring my script to life. So I don't know. I don't have any problem with that. If, yeah. It really does have like almost an SNL vibe. Like yeah. I really could see this as like an SNL sketch or something like yeah. that. I think it would fit right yeah. in and like that that sort of style. They might I, have to have one of their actors on their knees or something to be be the eight-year-old girl. I can almost <laughs> see someone like Kate McKinnon doing it or something. Yeah. I think yeah, she would yeah, be yeah. great. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you submitted you submitted uh, uh, one lemonade to us, which is the one that we're reading, and you also submitted a different like sort of ten minute screenplay to us. What is your like mm-hmm. favorite format to write in? Do you like more like sketch or sort of okay. short film or yeah? Like- uh, so I have also written features and stuff, but I think my favorite thing is comedy. You know, sketches because they're short. And uh, the thing I've found in uh, writing sketches is that uh, I just have to think about premise and uh, go berserk with it. Whatever I can write. Uh, I mean, comedy is like one of the most uh, uh, genres which have the least restrictions. So I can just go through it, whatever comes to my mind. The first draft has, uh, has to be bad or whatever. Uh, I can always uh, improve on it in the later drafts. So it's the first draft has to be, uh, I mean, I have to go uh, use my, just think about the premise and just go uh, berserk, whatever I can do with it. So I don't, I, I mean, I like writing sketches. Also, they're short, so they require less time to be invested in them. Yeah, totally. And so... Would you say you're more of a person who just like, you know, has an idea and starts writing or do you like to outline first? Okay, uh, so for the long form writing, I have generally uh, had uh, more success. I mean, more completion rate with the the outlines. I like to write with those outlines. Mm -hmm. But for sketches and all, I can just I just try to uh, go. I mean, just 
just think of the premise and just go just go like i had this idea right now of a dating app for uh, monsters right so <laughs> like a dating app for something people like dracula and also i didn't i just thought of the premise i thought that sounds funny i just go i just uh, started it i did not think much of it so for sketches i can uh, uh, go without the outline you have to just go berserk with it because that's where comedy comes from you don't have to put restrictions on yourself absolutely sure. i love that i love yeah. just just go berserk with it man just there go, go berserk with it so oh, i have yeah, you uh, should try yeah <laughs> so i have a bit of another process oriented question for you so this script is a clinic on rising stakes tactics and obstacles you know really just it's very clear you know it starts being oh it's two dollars for lemonade i'll make it one for you and then it just rises and rises yeah. and rises until he's about to go to jail so <laughs> yeah yes exactly <laughs> so what was your process with how did you come up? Okay, how is this going to escalate? What's the so, next thing Tina's okay, going to so, do? Uh, so, like, as I said, you know, when I first wrote it, uh, it did not end as that cyclical thing, right? Uh, he ends up buying it. But uh, as I said, the first draft has got to be bad, right? Uh, because then only you can improve on this later draft. So, in the later draft, I like, yeah, let's make her more evil. And then I thought, let's make her more evil than that. The third, like, why not make her satanic? Just, I mean, just be the most evil that you can be. So, I mean, it was just ideas that spontaneously started coming. So, after I did that $2 thing, I mean, first thing, when it first increased and then second time, then I was like, okay, I can go, now that I've increased it twice, I think I can go 28 for 30, whatever. I think it was 35, whatever. I can just go and then uh, taxes came on the spot. So, I wrote taxes, it sounded good. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, uh, it was mostly it started coming uh, after the, in the later drafts when I started getting an idea of like yeah this is how it's going to be look uh, how it's going to look like so that's when i that's when the rising stakes came into my idea and it's also because you know uh, you have to also watch and learn uh, watching other sketches reading other sketches uh, so how they raise their stakes how the story uh, uh, slowly they come come to an end so yeah that's you have to i also watched and learned yeah, Absolutely. for sure. I feel like with sketches, I feel like the key is starting with something kind of reasonable and realistic and then getting to something yeah. that's completely ridiculous by the end, yeah. like you yeah, said. So, so so, from what I have learned in my seeing is sketches and all that, so there are two perspectives. There are usually two perspectives in normal sketch. One is the normal one, which we uh, think about. One is the abnormal or what you can call fake one. So it's just a, cl a clashing of those two ideas, right? And uh, what the absurdity that comes out of it, uh, that's a sketch. And the, I think the most problem that comes with the uh, sketches for me is to end it. So uh, now I've started learning of how to, I can end it. One is like a meta ending, which like uh, ends like just, I mean, just it's a half hazard ending for me mostly. And uh, one is the cyclical one, which I've been started using in most of my things. And uh, one is the commercial, com uh, fake commercial thing. So those end with a, uh, uh, word from the founder or uh, a special uh, a special offer. I, I mean, this is things you have, I've started learning. So yeah, that's what I implemented in uh, Want to Lemonade. No, yeah, cool. that's really cool. And I think this all this talk sort of leads into our next question pretty well. Um, so let's talk just a little bit about Tina. You know, like what's her story? Uh, <laughs> would would she get in trouble okay. if her parents found out, or are they already in on it? What's the deal? Uh, I haven't really thought uh, that much about it. Uh, so I think I, uh, some of Tina, Tina's character is from my little sister. Uh, <laughs> she's what? She's 
she's 10 right now and uh, she's absolutely i mean she's cute but she is she, irrit- she irritates me a lot right <laughs> i mean there's a thing with uh, little siblings right they of course irritate their elder one. so uh, what was i saying yeah so yeah you remember that line um, and i want uh, I want to ride on a unicorn this shawn mendes in arendelle something like that yeah 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 so uh, her favorite animal is supposed to be unicorn her favorite film one of her favorite films is supposed to be frozen and her favorite singer is shawn mendes so right so it's i mean it's a little bit of uh, what i thought uh, it was her and uh, jack sorry paul could be me but i mean it's not uh, entirely she's not as satanic as tina but you could say that some of her, her it come uh, started from uh, seeing my sister and uh, regarding about her parents being in i'm actually you know thinking about uh, writing more sketches about tina so like um, i i don't have i don't like in the second sketch i have been right planning is that uh, she scams another guy this time she's like uh, a psychic kind of thing so she's like oh. uh, do you want me to uh, predict your future she's like okay the guy's like okay you can predict me she writes something and is like okay uh, give me a dollar she gives him a dollar thanks and she's like where's my predi- uh, what's my future she's like i i just asked you if you want me to predict the future if you want to know it there's another more dollar for that <laughs> and that's kind of stuff uh, so i mean i'm going to uh, continue this more add more situations in tina and if i you know if i keep having ideas maybe even introduce her parents into the 4a that's yeah, a good idea cool. that you Absolutely. I think I think that st- reminds me again of like SNL and just like those famous recurring characters and yeah. things like that. I could see a future yeah, yeah. for Tina as well. There you go. So. <laughs> so you kind of talked about how you incorporated a, a cyclical ending into this. So it kind of looks like she's about to do the same thing to the fat old man who enters at the end and probably yeah. every other man who tries to buy lemonade. So how long does she get away with this? Like how many men does she trick? well uh, that's i think that's the ambiguity of the sketch i think right mm-hmm. uh, i mean i have not even uh, now that you say that tina sounds like more a 3d a real character to me now that you are uh, say addressing her like this so i think she can uh, she's so smart i think she can get away with uh, uh, a whole a whole afternoon a whole day she can get away with uh, doing this and then she'll Uh, set up shop at another park another uh, at another mall another at another place at outside of some person's out house uh, so like i mean she can get away with uh, doing it a lot of i actually had another idea was um, which was like uh, it's a couple you know uh, she scams a couple though so those couples are uh, and how that would end is that uh, that guy had uh, planned on giving a ring to the woman uh, to her to her girlfriend to his girlfriend at the uh, later so but uh, Tina actually scams him and uh, gets that ring from him. Oh. So, so I mean, you know, nice. she's going to be full on evil. That's that's sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, yeah, I feel like Tina's smart enough that if she thought she was gonna get found out, like you said, she would either pack up shop and move somewhere else, or she'd just find a whole new scheme. Yeah. To, like, to, like, I get feel like the thing in. I'd be worried about is Tina is that. All of these guys in the park would start talking to each other and be like, "Did she do that to you? She did that to me." And they just start revolting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A revolt in the park. That that'll be the sequel. Um great. Yeah, yeah. So that's the script. Uh now we're going to ask some questions about you. So uh it's funny cuz we worded this question if you could go back to being a kid, you know, at this point I guess you'd only have to think about like 5 or 6 years back. But uh do you yeah. think you would try something like this or did you try something like this? Like this. this. 
no, no. Uh, I mean, I think this uh, kind of the lemonade shop, uh, children opening lemonade shop, that's more common in US, right? Uh, here, I have not seen that happen much, you know, uh, kids volunteering and doing stuff. So, but uh, I would like to try it out. I think, yeah, we have done this, uh, you know, this festival Diwali. It's an Indian mm -hmm. festival. Mm -hmm. So, uh, whenever we have the festival, a week before that, uh, in our society, we have uh, stuff like a uh, fair. Uh, like, you know, there are food shops uh, and mm -hmm. there are, uh, you know, the, just a full function and things. So just to, uh, so, you know, me and my friends, we put up a stall of, uh, we put up game stalls and we have this whole one game which uh, has got a lot of popularity among our friends. That's called Lucky Seven, which is basically uh, gambling in its most basic form. So I think, I mean, yeah, that's my only experience at what Tina does. Uh, and I mean, Lucky Seven is also a big gamble now that you think of it. Have you played? Have you guys played Lucky Seven ever? No, no I don't think so. Okay, so I'll teach you. It's a very basic game. I mean, we have earned a lot of money from that, you know, whenever <laughs> you put up that stall. Uh, what it is, is like, uh, you have to choose between you have to choose between three options first. Uh, uh, above seven, below seven, Lucky Seven, right? You get two dice, right? And uh, suppose you're choosing above seven, right? So we put up, a, uh, we have to put up a bet of 10 rupees, right? That's the minimum that we put. You put up a 10 of 10 rupees and you chose above seven. So you have to roll the die and you have to get uh, the combination, the sum of those uh, number on the die should be above seven and we'll double your money. If it doesn't come, we'll take the we'll take that money, we win the bet, right? And uh, if you choose lucky seven, uh, the sum of the uh, numbers in the die should be seven exact. So you get triple your money. So, I mean, you can... And uh, people think that it's like, yeah, I'm going to win that. It's so easy. Like, you know, I could just... <laughs> mm. up. But they don't know that uh, it's a scam. It's a scam. It's a real scam. We get <laughs> lots of money out of it. Yeah. You know, the house always wins, man. That is yeah. That really is like gambling in its <laughs> purest form. But I can also yes, see yes, how yes. it's super appealing to people. I don't know. I feel like I could get stuck in something like that. I feel like you would. <laughs> how dare you? Look, oh, did you ever have I, a lemonade? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I have to tell you, uh, a lot of adults think like, yeah... I'm going to win this. Uh, I'm going to put 20 bucks. 10 bucks is the limited. Uh, I mean, the uh, lower cap. I'm going to put 50 bucks on this. I'm going to put 50. I'm going to win like that. And then I like, lose. Okay, I'm going to try another chance. And then we are just like getting money as well. It's so easy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> awesome. Uh, did you ever have a lemonade stand, Lauren? No, I did not. My family would do a yard sale once in a while. And mm. um, my, my dad just worked in sales for a really long time. So every time we had a yard sale, he was always out there trying to negotiate with everyone. Um, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I can see your dad doing that for sure. <laughs> cool. Okay. So we talked about how you're in India, which is super cool. Um, you know, we're in the U.S. So anytime we interview someone who is in a different country, it's always really exciting for mm -hmm. us. So yeah, yeah. How is everything there? Like, how how has the pandemic, pandemic been handled? Was, Are you guys doing yeah, okay? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I mean, in my area, in my area only, I think like uh, in a 10, 15, 10, 20 meter radius, there are like, there were like eight cases last week, right? And uh, and there were two deaths also, I think, last week. So it's, it's really high. You guys are staying in, mostly you guys are staying inside our houses, and uh, we all, I mean, I think in uh, August something, we almost cracked up one, uh, one lakh cases, right? 100,000 cases, but uh, it's currently coming down. But I think like even you guys had the second wave. So we will also have the second wave most probably. 
I mean, there are talks of the vaccine, but uh, hoping, hopefully, let's see. How's it in uh, California right now? It, it um, yeah, it's it it's been going great. back up again, like you said. We're we're kind yeah. of in the the third wave right now, but yeah. you know, oh, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they they just keep trying to open things too early, and then it gets worse, and they have to close again. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's what the memes have taught me, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I learned a lot from this meme that people are not wearing masks and stuff. Yeah, I mean, here even the small kids, you know, like uh, who are uh, my sister's age, uh, they also play go on play on without uh, masks and uh, uh, without masks, and so it's very concerning and all. You yeah. know, like uh, once what happened here was uh, I saw this one guy. Uh, uh, I was going to get something from the shop, a small shop outside. I think it, I was uh, get going outside to get milk, and uh, I passed that guy, and uh, he kind of sneezed. I mean, I was away from him he had a mask he took it a little down and sneezed and uh, i was like whoa he sneezed okay yeah. then i came back and the next day next day i found out that uh, that guy had uh, tested positive i was like oh shit what if i also i mean but luckily i did not but it was i mean it's you know really yeah. it's scary whenever after that i mean when I, even if you uh, sneeze right now i'm going to get uh, you know uh, and PTSD of that time, you know. When yeah, I exactly. That. Exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so moving on a little bit from COVID to something a little lighter, I guess. Uh, so, obviously, mm-hmm. India has a pretty uh, big film industry uh, with like Bollywood yeah. and everything. Do you see yourself mm-hmm. writing your writing career headed towards that film industry, or do you plan to work like at different places around the world? What's sort of your goal? Um, so, like, uh, yeah, in Bollywood, I think, you know, uh, there's most, more and more of nepotism and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hollywood exactly has that, but yeah. here it's uh, 10 yeah. times worse, right? If you see the current batch of uh, actors, right, uh, 95% are sons and daughters of uh, ex-actors, directors and stuff, you know. So, I wow. mean, and even here, there's no, no such thing of, uh, thing of, what, uh, of agents who represent you. I mean, you have to do most of your bidding and stuff. And uh, so it's a difficult industry. And uh, I mean, I'm, I think a little young for that, but I think I would like to try uh, entering in a contest, uh, Hollywood uh, screenplay contest and stuff. And uh, hopefully get an, I think we even sent a screenplay to an agent who said uh, they'll read it. I mean, they have not get, gotten a response back from uh, any, uh, me and my co-writer yet, uh, but uh, we are fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. That That's so interesting about how you said, you know, there aren't really agents over there. I think that's because, you know, in or, over here, in order to get anything really serious, you, you have like, to have an you agent. Have you have agent, to right? have an agent. Yeah. So yeah. it's just so interesting how like the two dynamics are very different. Yeah. I mean, here, uh, I mean, uh, moving to like uh, one of the things that's common is uh, you have to move to L.A. to be part of the industry there. So here, if you want to break into the industry, you have to move to Mumbai. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's one of the prerequisites, um, which is mostly required. Uh, but after that, it's all on you. You have to do your, your own bidding and you are on yourself by the agents there. It's a better uh, system there. Uh, I mean, contacts are a thing, but agent system is better there. Sure. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So we only have one more question for you, and I think it's the most important one of all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lemonade or fruit punch? Which is your favorite? <laughs> I, I, I've got to go to lemonade. Uh, I really like that. Uh, I really like lemonades, lemon soda and stuff. So I mostly drink those. 
uh, whenever we go outside in restaurants and stuff. So I like lemonade. Cool. Well, what, I think that's a good choice. I, I think agree. that's a good I choice. Agree. I think fruit punch is a, it's a little too sweet for me most of the time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I always used to get, when I was a kid in restaurants, I would get lemonade every time, every time I could, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. so uh, lemonade's the way to go. All right. There you passed go. the test. Good job. <laughs> Um, awesome yeah but, yeah that is all we have i think yeah um do you have anything Darn. coming up in your life that you'd like to plug any any yeah. projects or anything besides your big exam coming up yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah exam so i mean i'm just uh i'm just writing i'm writing uh, another uh, uh kids show pilot right now which is about uh a uh, small, I mean, I mean, a teenager who is like not exactly a teenager, a middle school kid who is like a detective of sorts. Oh. Uh, but he's not solving mysteries and he's solving things like uh, a ring is lost, a medal is lost, this or that. He's solving mysteries like that, and uh, he's also uh, new at this his school, uh, right? Uh, he's new at the school, so he has to gamb- uh, juggling with the friendships and being accepted in this new school and uh, stuff like that. So it's all going great. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Good luck with your exam. Um, I think that's all for us. Right, Lauren? Yeah, I think that's all for us. Yeah. So if you... Oh, sorry. So yeah, should I ask you a question now? Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a question (laughs) for us? Well, I mean, you guys are actors, right? So it's basically for uh, this question, I like asking some actors if I know. Uh, Should I ask you? Please sure. go ahead. Ask us a question. Yeah. Well, what I always look for, uh, I mean, what I always want to ask is, uh, when you see a script, uh, I mean, that has been offered to you. What do you guys look in a role? It is like the the dialogue of the role, the character arc, or uh, like, do you look into that uh, if the if there is a part of you in that role, uh, if there is something that I mean, if the character has something that belongs to you, something like that, or what do you look in a role? That's a really good question. I feel like the first thing I look at is always the dialogue. Mm. Because I feel like the dialogue has to be natural first. You know, I feel like that's the number one thing. I want to feel comfortable and normal saying it, I guess. But I don't know. Mm. After that is probably the character arc. And then it's really just a cherry on top if, you know... The character is similar to me. That just makes it easy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree with Lauren, especially at the beginning. Like, I think the dialogue has to grip me, and then I'm like, okay, let's sort of explore from here. I think, I think it is really helpful to, to, to have a part of yourself or to see yourself at least in that character. And I think, I think as an actor, sort of your job is to do that. You know, is to, is to find that part of you in the character. And if it's, if it's very obvious, that's great. If it's not, that's sort of part of your job but uh yeah. yeah i think ease ease of dialogue comes first and then then the rest of the stuff while the rest of the stuff is probably more important comes a little bit after that so yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that's a good question man thank yeah. you yeah thanks yeah and, and this just this is a, another question i it's just really informal who's your favorite director if you have any yeah Ooh. favorite have character any? favorite director favorite director, favorite director. <laughs> Like, like uh, I'll go first if you want. Uh, my favorite director is uh, Christopher Nolan and uh, Quentin Tarantino. Mm. So, like, uh, I watched a lot of the, their films. Uh, I really like those. To uh, be honest, so basically- I think you might have you stole Christopher Nolan from me. I think that's probably my favorite. Uh, how, how dare you both steal Christopher <laughs> Nolan from me? <laughs> um, okay, I'm- so we let's let's keep one common, uh, and then you guys can come up with another. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some other. Um, some other other directors that I enjoy. I mean, I'm 
I uh, we actually just rewatched uh, a couple of the earlier Harry Potter movies, which are directed by Chris Columbus. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, you know, so I really like him too. He's he's just really great at creating that magical world. Scorsese, yeah. Scorsese fans. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, do like Scorsese. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like um, I like Fincher too. Fincher is great. Mm. Fincher, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mindhunter, yeah. I think it got canceled, right? Mindhunter. Yeah, I think so. I think I heard that, but yeah, this is very yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you have you seen Tenet? You guys got to see Tenet. Well, no, we have not I haven't seen yet. Tenet yet. Uh, yeah, me too. I think uh, in my place it just released uh, this Friday, like uh, two days ago, right? But we cannot really see. I mean, I don't. I'm not uh, uh, like. I don't want to really go and see and you know, risk my life for Tenet. So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like I'll wait for it to go on a streaming service or something yeah, instead of that's get that's COVID. sort of that's sort of where we're at right now yeah. too. Have yeah. you? Um, I think probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie is um, The Prestige. Prestige, of course. I've seen, I've seen all of those. Uh, all oh, of them. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's this my is favorite. Ten, this is ten. Yeah, Prestige is great. Uh, I mean, uh, I really like that uh, how it ended. You know, is the I mean, no spoilers, but there's two of them. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like how it. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm more of a DC fan also, so I like Dark Knight. Uh, that's my favorite, if you watch, you say. Oh so, yeah, uh, you and Jackson get along then. Yeah, Dark, Dark Knight is one of my favorites <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all right. Well, if any of you have questions for DK, if you're wanting to pick his brain about anything like that, or if you want to produce his script, uh, we will put his email in our description. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so before I go, I would also like to, uh, you know, say uh, the... There's this uh, community on the on on Reddit. Uh, there's a writing prompts community. Uh, those guys have helped me a lot. Uh, they are a, a bunch of, a lot a bunch of writers who you know uh, get together on Discord and like I mean there's a whole server. The guys write. They uh, they give each other feedback and they get and they're the, the fun people and uh, all the also the art screenwriting people. Uh, there's a lot of professionals there. Like uh, they've also given a lot of good advice. To me, and uh, I've also read a lot of their good advice on other threads. So, like, there are people who have podcasts. There are people who outline how their journey started and almost ended, and they still try to come back up. The people who outlined, uh, you know, how they write. Uh, the professional people, I'm saying, and uh, how they broke broke in and how they landed an agree- option agreement and stuff. So, I really like to thank to those people also. I mean, uh, and the writing prompts community. So, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we would we would like to thank our screenwriting too because so many <laughs> of our awesome scripts have come from come from people on there yeah. including yeah. yours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's going to be all for us. Thanks so much again for coming on, man. We awesome. really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Th- thanks for giving me this opportunity. I think uh support is one of the things artists drive on, right? Uh, thrive on, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is uh, so thanks for that. Support and motivation, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely, man. Sure. Thanks for Absolutely. That. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. All right. Have a great Sunday. Bye.